0: Hello, and welcome back to KPMG's GTA Come As You Are podcast. My name is Brittany Iarachi, and this is the show where we connect with members of our KPMG community on a variety of topics and learn about their stories, experiences, and share other resources. Now, this is your time to take a break. Make a coffee, have your lunch, Or if you haven't been outside yet and you're able to, use this time to get some fresh air while you listen to our newest episode from our second podcast series called This Is Me Striving to Thrive, where we are going to talk about all things mental health. Whether you are focused on proactively taking care of your mental health, treating a mental illness, or being there for a family, friend, or colleague who is struggling, there is something for everyone in this podcast series. I have Ilario joining me again today to continue this important conversation. Thanks for being here, Ilario.
1: Thank you for having me, Brittany. Loved having these conversations.
0: Last week, we talked about how stigma associated with mental health and mental illness has impacted our ability to thrive at times. We also talked about activities or resources that have been beneficial to help us take care of ourselves. Even though I have a number of tools in my tool belt that I reach for daily to help me on my path to thrive, one thing I have consistently struggled with is resiliency. There are many different ways to describe what resilience is, but one of my favorite ways to explain resilience is the ability to manage challenges or life events, recover quickly from them, and even grow or improve as a result of these challenges. Alario, what does resilience mean to you? How would you describe it?
1: It's a great question. Uh, re- resiliency to me is, it, it just means how do we bounce back to me? That's how I've always described it. Uh, you know, how do we deal with challenges and stress? Or how do we get back to thriving? As we discussed in our last discussion. Um, you know, there are so many metaphors I, I use also to describe it. Uh, you know, my favorite is that picture of a flower growing through the cracks of a street, right? Um, The adversity and the challenge and the stress is, you know, the lack of space, the lack of sunlight, the, you know, dirt for the growth. And yet the flower has endured and it was resilient to overcome and still grow in that environment. Um, You know, being resilient doesn't mean that people don't experience stress or emotions or setbacks or even suffering, you know. The resiliency is about how you work through those challenges and how you work through those emotions to get back to thriving.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. For me, uh, for someone like me who has been diagnosed with adjustment disorder, which, by the way, is a stress related condition where I feel overwhelmed and have a hard time adjusting to a stressful event or unexpected change. So for somebody who has been diagnosed with that, being resilient can be really difficult. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's also highlighted for me why it is so important that I continue to learn and practice resiliency, especially now that I'm starting a family of my own. Do you have an example of when you felt that you were or weren't resilient and what you learned from the experience? Uh,
1: I know we talked a little bit about it, uh, how I... I didn't quite feel at my best in our last chat, uh, but I would say that I, I do think I'm sure I've showed a great deal of resiliency this year. Um, You know, I was in a very much a new situation and circumstance, new challenges in in my new role, and they were numerous, uh, but I do feel I showed a great deal of resiliency in working through them, adjusting as needed, coming up with new mantras, new tools uh, in my tool belt to face them uh, head on. And, you know, thinking back to a time when I wasn't so resilient. So when I learned about my son's autism uh, diagnosis on the autism spectrum, I can say that that was crushing. I I did not bounce back very well at first. But the one thing I learned from that experience was that I was not alone. Uh, I didn't need to be resilient on my own was the key thing that I I really learned. I could rely on others and I could ask for help when needed. Um, The resiliency in that case wasn't the strength to deal with the issue on my own. It was really knowing what tool to pick out in my tool belt, uh, knowing who was in my circle of care, who was in my uh, circle of trust at the time that I could rely on and go to for help, Uh, and knowing there were so many people who cared about me that had a lot of knowledge and were going through similar things that I just wasn't aware of at the time. So, learning to ask for help in that circumstance was super important to everything.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think what you shared there too is that there can be some situations that you're more resilient in than others. And so it's not Very much. It's not like you've learned to be resilient and you can apply that all the time consistently in every scenario. There's going to be different experiences that will challenge you in different ways. But I also really liked what you said there, that being resilient in in that example was not the strength of dealing with the issue on your own, but rather it was having access to the tools to ask for help and talk to people that care about you. And, and that goes back to what you had said earlier that, you know, resilience doesn't mean that you don't experience stress or even suffering if we were to go that far. It, it's, it's how you work through it. And so leveraging your circle of care for support is always a great resource to work through life's challenges.
1: hundred percent. I mean, you know, everybody – the other – Metaphor that's used very commonly for resiliency is just any athlete, right? They all experience stress. They all experience injury. The resiliency is how do they cope? How do they deal with it and perform under those circumstances? But you know, for some athletes, when they're dealing with injury, it's about the resiliency is getting the right training, getting the right help, doctors to help them through that process. They don't do it just by more training. They can't Mm -hmm. under those circumstances. So uh, it's important to know. Where is that care coming from and knowing to get it when you need it?
0: Yeah, absolutely. The other good thing about resilience is that it's a skill, which means that you can really work and grow that over time. And and it does. It takes time, strength. It takes help from others around you.
1: Practicing asking for help is a skill. It very much is. Yeah. Very much. It's
0: not always easy to do. No, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about ways to develop resiliency. So um, for me, I, I like to be prepared for everything. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't really? No. But I really like to be prepared. Uh, and often that causes me to overthink or overanalyze scenarios. And, you know, in, in many ways, it, it's one of my biggest strengths when I use it appropriately. But sometimes it can, I can spiral. Or, or catastrophize hypothetical things. And so to address this, you know I need to focus on increasing optimism. Mm-hmm. I need to look on the bright side and look at the things that could go right versus all the things that could go wrong and and focus on what I can do when I'm faced with a challenge. So identify a you know a positive problem solving step to take. <laughs> With this, I also need to build more self-regulation skills. So if I'm spiraling, I need to, like that can then cause a lot of anxiety or depressed feelings. And so I've learned that I need to be more self-aware when that's happening and, and call it out, name it, and then use different kind of like stress reduction techniques to try to remain focused. So For me, one thing that always works is just changing my scenery. So getting outside and getting fresh air does wonders, and it's so simple, but it just gets you out of the space you're in and changes your perspective.
1: Yeah, I've been very similar circumstances, and I think one of the things that's helped me in similar cases has been decompartmentalizing the problem itself and, and kind of breaking down what I think is a big problem into smaller problems and then kind of reminding myself that, these are all small things. They can be dealt with. And, yeah. you know, don't sweat the small stuff. And it's all small stuff, right? Uh, that mantra. And that's really helped get through some of those catastrophized hypothetical situations <laughs> for sure.
0: Yeah, that's good advice to break it down into smaller pieces. Because uh, then it doesn't seem like such a a roadblock or a barrier when you see all of the little components.
1: It, it's easier to step over 20 pebbles than a massive boulder.
0: Yeah. That's a good one. I right? like that.
1: Yeah.
0: Easier to step over a million pebbles than a big one. Is that what you said? A big boulder. A big boulder. A yeah. big boulder.
1: Yeah. I like
0: that. I haven't heard that one before. Hmm. Are there any other ways that you've, that you've worked on in terms of developing resiliency?
1: I mean, for me, I'm, I'm sure this theme is starting to show itself. Uh, but, uh, You know, for me, it's the need to be open to help from others and types and speak up and ask for help. Um, You know, my strategy definitely is to develop more resiliency and being more open uh, to that and developing a wider network of friends and mentors that can be my support network when I need them most Or, and being open to reaching out and asking for that help. Uh, Just because, you know, I'm a dad doesn't mean, you know, doesn't mean I can't ask for other people to help with my son. Um, you It know, doesn't mean I can't ask my wife or my parents to step in when necessary and help out as needed. Um, and the same applies to my professional life and my my relationship with my friends and co- uh, other colleagues.
0: Mm-hmm. For sure. So as you were sharing that, you reminded me of, of something that we talked about in our last episode, which was around negative self-talk and how how you think about yourself or talk about yourself can really impact your presence and, and how you show up. And so one of the things that I've been trying to work on as it relates to that, which which I believe has helped me build some resiliency, is adding the word yet to my sentences. So it's such a simple word, but it's so powerful in changing the meaning of the sentence so instead of saying, I can't do that, I've changed it to say, I can't do that yet. Yes. Yeah. And it's this simple word. It just, it completely changes the message. And for me, it instills this sense of hope or encouragement and that um, there is a possibility.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What One of the mantras that I think you're referring to that, you know, I try to remind myself is, you know, Thoughts that encourage patience and leniency with myself. Um, I don't need to be there yet. I don't need to be perfect today. I, I, I don't need to have all the answers. Mm-hmm. I don't need them yet. I need to find them. I need yeah. to get there. Yeah. And, and how do I get there? And I can get there in a day. I can get there in a week. And it, it's a journey. And having the patience and leniency with yourself to, I don't know and being able to ask for that help is is huge especially in our careers for certain yeah.
0: For sure, for sure, as as our as our lives change and we go through these new challenges, it's okay to not have all the answers or know exactly how to deal with everything all the time. and And I think that's the whole concept of what resiliency is is that you're going to encounter things
1: and, and you'll get there
0: and you'll get there. Yeah. yeah, you'll get through it and just to have that hope and belief that you can persevere, essentially. Yeah. Denis Chautier, our chief mental health officer, joined me in a speaking engagement earlier this year. And at this session, he talked about how you have to ingrain in your schedule something for you. So things that can bring you joy, simple things like making sure you have a proper lunch or taking a walk, going to the gym. I was speaking with a colleague about this recently, and they they said that they were looking forward to the grass growing so they could cut the grass. Like it, it could be anything, um, and and these are really the building blocks to help make sure that you maintain your resiliency and that you stay healthy overall. So you know, I, I think everyone we want everyone to remember resiliency is a skill that can be built over time. So connect with your circle of care to work together to build resiliency personally and professionally. Thanks so much, Ilario, for being here. Any last thoughts on resiliency?
1: The, the only thing I'll say is to, you know, really give yourself grace uh, to everyone. Uh, being resilient, as you know, we've mentioned, it doesn't mean that you don't have emotions, you you don't experience challenges, or you don't experience setbacks. It, it means when you experience those hardships that you, you have access to coping skills to work through them and to get through them. And um, you know, as somebody who goes, has gone through quite a lot, uh, I can assure you that it, we can all get there.
0: For our KPMG employees, we encourage you to check out the mental health resources available on the portal and in the GT Mental Health Toolkit. There are, are a number of internal and external resources to help you navigate challenges, build your resilience and regular positive habits, including health challenges through League, webinar recordings on workplace mindfulness and resilience and change, and accessing a workshop to help you develop your very own plan for resilience. Remember, you are not alone. Together, we can break the stigma. Together, we can strive to thrive. Together for mental health. Thank you so much for listening today. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and tune in next week for our next episode. Bye for now.